You are now listening to the CRC podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Bossif. We trust that this message will change your life forever. Come on, if you believe that God's way is better tonight for you, for your future, give Him the biggest praise. Come on, we're going to have revival in this place tonight. We're not in a slumberland. We are in a church of revival tonight. Give God the loudest praise that you can, just because you can. Come on, every young person in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, they're in Bloemfontein. They're in Johannesburg. Welcome on Faith TV, Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube, CLC Online, radio stations all over the earth. Russia, Israel, America, Europe, India, Pakistan, China, in Africa. Hallelujah. Praise God op the spot. God is on your count and as God for you is, we continue via finance. Say Amen. And if you don't know what that means, ask the person standing next to you in Jesus' name. Let's get into the Word. Let's get somewhere tonight. Dynamically, take your seat in heavenly places. And I hope you are ready for good news. Amen. Because God's going to fire you up tonight. You're not going to be the same person no more. You're not going to be stuck in the same place any longer. You're not going to go in a circle any longer. You are a history maker. You are a world shaker. You are destiny in the making. If you believe it tonight, give the Lord a praise. Come on. You don't need a band to get you to praise the Lord. You just praise the Lord tonight because you love Him. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to talk to somebody tonight and I'm going to tell you who you really are. You're not who your mama said and you're not who your papa said. You're not who the government says. You're not who your grade two teacher said. You are who God says you are. And uh, once you discover yourself, you discover what you can do. Is there anybody with a great dream? Somebody sent me an encouraging article listen today and they said your best years and it's proven are your 60s and your 70s. Now, as a 30-year-old, I'm very excited (laughs) about the 60s and the 70s. Amen. Come on, man. I think the average Pope is 76 years old, so there's hope for me, okay? Pope Ut. So there's still hope for me to get a bishop's robe sometime. Amen. Are you happy? Huh? I hope you're happy up here on the platform as well. You just had a baby. So, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, the Bible says, Whereas Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples saying, Who do men say that I the Son of Man am? Notice the question. Who do people say? that I am. (laughs) Jesus knew who He was. People were trying to figure out who He was. And I've told you before, it really doesn't matter what people think about you. It really matters what you think about you. Your opinion about yourself is more important than anybody else's opinion. So Jesus is asking His disciples, but He tells them who He is. So they said to him, some say you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say I am? <laughs> look at your friend tonight and you say you don't know me. Ach, come no man, what if my cake for now? Then look at the person next to you and say you don't know me. You still will discover who I am in Jesus' name. So 
He said, who do you say that I am? And Simon answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Somebody needs a discovery for a recovery. Somebody, some young person has to wise up so you can rise up and become that somebody that God predestined you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. And he says, and I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now my message is critical because I believe we're living in an urgent hour and more than ever, young people have to discover who they are. I believe the greatest generation is in the making right now on planet Earth. That is why Satan has used this COVID to try and rob you of your destiny and rob you of your identity. But I want you to say it tonight. Say, I'm going somewhere in Jesus' Name. Say it in Jesus' Name. So we need every Peter to become who Jesus calls Peter to be. We need every Moses to step up, every Deborah, every Joseph, every Shadrach, every Ruth. Every person has to make up their own mind to be who God says they are. Not what your husband says, not what your wife says, not what your dad said in a moment of anger. You have to discover yourself if you are going to fulfill the destiny God has for you. So it's time for Jonah to come out of the whale's belly. Time for Samson to answer the call of God. It's a critical hour. History in the making. There will be more changes in the next five years than we've ever seen in this world. And I'm talking about leadership world changes in the political arena, business arena, church arena. We are going to see a radical change. And I'll tell you what Satan has meant to destroy, God is gonna use to build. What makes Satan has meant to harm you, God is gonna use to bless you. God is gonna raise you up. This pressure has been good for you. It's time for you to arise and to shine in this urgent hour. Say Amen, young person, come on. You better make up your mind. I'm not just going to climb Naval Hill, Blimberdain. I'm not just going to climb Cape Town or Mount, <laughs> the mountain in Cape Town, Tail Mountain. I'm not just going to climb Mount, Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm going for the biggest mountain, the tallest mountain. I'm going to climb and summit Mount Everest in the name of Jesus by the grace of God. Come on, I've got places to go. I've got things to do. God is on the inside of me. The greater one lives on the inside of me. I'm not just going to be Joe Average. I'm not just going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to fit in. I'm going to be the standout person. I'm going to be the and then some person. I'm going to be the go-to person. I'm going to be the head and not the tail. I'm going to be the top dog because that's who God says I am. And I'll tell you tonight that people are waiting for you to stand up. People are waiting for you to be you. Hey, you be you. And you allow your friend to be them. Now the Message Bible, as I get to my title, the Bible says in verse 16, and, and, and Simon said, you are Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Greatest revelation that any human being can have. Because without discovering Jesus, you will never discover yourself. All the money in the world will not give you identity. All the fame, all the accolades, all the boyfriends. You will not discover yourself outside of your Creator. That's why Jesus first asks Peter, who am I? Before Jesus tells him who He is. 
So Jesus came back and said, God bless you. <laughs> I don't think he really said it that way. That's the message Bible. Okay, God bless you, Simon. I can see Jesus do that. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> You're so serious tonight. I don't know what's up. Did your favorite sport team lose? Your dog neglect you? <laughs> your food cold this afternoon? Ah. Uh, So he says, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books from teachers. My father in heaven, listen, God himself led you on on the secret of, of who I really am. No one can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. When you discover Jesus, you discover who you are. When you discover who you are, you discover what you can do. When you discover identity, you discover your destiny. They run apart. When you, when you bump into Jesus, you bump into greatness. You bump into, you bump into potential. You bump into dreams and visions. That's why you cannot stay dead no more. You cannot be average no more because average is the top of the bottom or the bottom of the top. God's called you not to live in the base, in the basement. God's called you to live in the penthouse. Come on, God's called you to reach for the stars and beyond. God called you to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. Oh, come on, girl. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care how battled and scarred you are tonight. I want to tell you that God is not about to give up on you and God doesn't see you for who you are. God sees you for who you can be. And I'm going to tell you tonight who you are and you better become that person that God has called you to be and embrace the great future that God has for you. He says God Himself led you on in the secret of who I really am and now I'm going to tell you who you really are. You know, we, we, we live in a world where there's a lot of pressure, especially on social media, young people especially. That's all of us under 60. The Bible says under 60, you're young. Sorry, 30 year old, that's what the Bible says. I do Bible. <laughs> so, so all these social media people, what do you do? Likes. How many people like my post? How many people commented? And if somebody says anything negative, that sticks in your mind. Hey, not everybody's gonna like you, but most people will. Not everybody will get along with you, but most people will. Stop worrying about those who don't like you and focus upon the one who loves you, the one who created you fearfully and wonderfully and dare to rise above the opinions of people. Some said about Jesus, He's John the Baptist. Some said He's Jeremiah. Some said He's Elias. Some said He's one of the prophets. But Jesus said, I know who I am. I am the Son of God. You saw a carpenter, but God saw the Saviour of the world. Hallelujah. When people saw a baby in the manger, God saw a King in the making, the King of the universe. Hallelujah. So God, He says to him, now I'm going to tell you who you really are. And I think we need to hear this. Because everything in this life, life is trying to shape us. Our education systems, sport, our friends, culture, tradition. And it's like everybody is on this journey of discovery. Oh, He doesn't like me anymore. Now you feel worthless. Not realising 
that He's the one who made you feel worthless. That's why God has taken Him out of your life so that you can discover who you are, a royal priesthood. You're a daughter of the King and your value is not dependent on the likes or the love of somebody on planet Earth in Jesus' Name. You have a God who says, I'm going to tell you exactly who you are. He says, you are Peter, you are a rock. Is there a Peter here tonight? Now you can't be a girl and be Peter, okay. I'm gonna have to pray for you. Or Pietru. Sorry, a chip off the block. <laughs> he says, this is the rock on which I will put together my church. And I love this, a church so expansive with energy. Oh, come on, give the Lord an energetic praise because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is freedom. When you get busy with God, your life will be infused with energy. That's why I don't do half-hearted worship or lukewarm anything. Give the Lord a praise with energy in Jesus' Name because that's the church Jesus said, I am coming to build. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. I mean, talk about passion. People are passionate about everything else. They're passionate about, I don't know who the artists are today, but people are passionate about anything. The music goes, you see, there they go. Boom, 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 boom. Whatever they do, I don't know what you do. In our day, it was just like, you know, but um, <laughs> people are passionate about their sport teams. People are passionate about politics. People are infused with energy about many things. But I'll tell you, when you are touched by the fire of the Holy Ghost, you will have an energy that exceeds everything else. You will change the world. You will be that one student that will change the hostel, that will change the university. All God is looking for is somebody that is fired up, somebody that discovers who God created them to be. And then my brother and my sister, you are gonna change a city. You are gonna change a nation. You are going to change a school. You are going to change your bloodline. You are gonna be the first one to get a generation or an education in your bloodline and you are gonna break the curse of yesterday and bring the blessing of God in Jesus' Name. So Jesus says to Peter, I'm gonna tell you who you really are. You are strong, you are reliable, you are dependable, you are a rock. Imagine being called by Jesus, a rock. Jesus changes Simon's name. Because up to now, he's living up to his name. The name Simon means to be like a reed. It means to be easily influenced, to be shaken, to really lose yourself in the midst of peer pressure. It's to be like grass-like, influenced by whoever you're with. But Jesus says no more. I'm changing your name into Peter. Peter in the Greek means, you're now going to be a stone. You are going to be a rock. The Aramic equivalent Cephas means you are going to be concrete. You are going to be victorious. No longer are you going to be reed-like. No longer are you going to be tossed to and fro. You are going to be a sure thing. No longer do I see you the way that people see you. I see you the way I created you to be. And that's what Jesus started doing to Peter while he was still acting like a reed, while he was still not uh, 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 maybe having everything together, he started calling him what he was meant to be. 
I want to say this to every parent. Don't speak to your children's present. Speak to their future. Don't say what you see. Say what God says about them. Don't talk to yourself and say, I'm not perfect and I'm not good enough. You better begin to say what God says about you. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I'm acceptable. I'm righteous. I'm justified. I'm forgiven. I'm a king's kid in the name of Jesus. Doesn't matter where you live. You may come from a squatter camp tonight. It doesn't matter. You're a child of the King and God has prepared a palace for you. God has a great future for you. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It matters where you are going to in the Name of Jesus. And I'll tell you that Jesus is the game changer. When He steps into your life, everything changes. When you discover Him, you discover yourself. So Jesus saw who Simon was meant to be. He was meant to be a rock. Am I talking to a rock here today? And I'm not just talking to those in the free state, okay? Am I, <laughs> am I talking to a rock tonight? Concrete, a pillar of strength, hallelujah. No matter how bad things were yesterday, no matter how many times you fell yesterday, I'm telling you, you're gonna be stronger today and tomorrow. I'm telling you that God is not gonna give up on you. I'm telling you that God has a great future for you, a great plan in the Name of Jesus Christ. You are strong. I'm talking to your spirit man. You are reliable. You are dependable. You are a rock. You are a Simon. You are not a Peter. You are a somebody. You are not a nobody. You are a miracle. You are not a mistake. In the Name of Jesus Christ, you are not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. You have a future and you have a hope. So what is God coming to do to Peter? He's igniting a fire of destiny, understanding that if Peter never knew who Jesus was, then the time that Jesus needed him, he would be the reed and shaken. Remember even after Jesus spoke to Peter for three years, when the time came for Jesus to be crucified, what did Peter do? He went back to his old nature and he became reed-like again. And he said, I go fishing. Doesn't sound much like a rock, does it? But that wasn't the end of the story. Cause God never leaves you. You run from God, Jonah, God's gonna run after you. You run from God, Samson, God is gonna come and your hair's gonna grow again and God's gonna visit you. You go back fishing, Peter, God is gonna come to the seashore and God is gonna meet you again with His goodness and His mercy and His love and He's gonna restore you and you will be that pillar that sure thing, that solid thing that Jesus said you will be. You see how God is not faced by today, how God is not faced by your flaws and your failures. When God sees you, He sees you through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And my Bible says, He who began a good work in you will finish the work. You are a product of His grace. You are His workmanship. You are saved by grace and by grace alone in the Name of Jesus. That's why God is never Never gonna give up on you. Your mama, your papa, your friends, your family, your peers may write you off, but God is never ever going to write you off. David said, even if I run to the ends of the earth, God will be there. Because God is not about to abandon you. So let me tell you who you are tonight. People say you're a shepherd boy. God says you're a, a king. Say it. People say you are the least and the weakest, Gideon. God says you are a mighty man. 
People say that you are backslidden and God has given up on you, Moses. God says you are going to be a what? A great leader, a great deliverer. People saw a harlot, Rahab. Jesus saw the bloodline of Christ. Imagine that, hiding the spies. She's in the lineage. The great grandmother of Jesus Christ, Rahab the harlot. The mercy of God, even under the old covenant, to say, I do not call the qualified, I qualify the called. When I put my hand upon you, I will put your enemies to shame and I will anoint you in the midst of your brothers and I will use you. When people say, I cannot use you so that no flesh will glory in my presence. Oh, listen, maybe your father uh, uh, made seven sons pass by and he forgot and you're not the blue-eyed boy. It doesn't matter. You're the apple of His eye. Hallelujah. You are the treasure of His heart. You are the love that He came for. You are His beloved and He is your beloved. And you better begin to believe that in Jesus' Name. You are not just one of many. You are a child of God. You are chosen. Even though maybe you didn't know your mother, your father. Maybe you were one of those babies that were just dropped because your mother couldn't afford to raise you. Your heavenly Father predestined you. It doesn't matter how we got you, it matters why we got you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whose womb we came through. What matters is that we were born, not by the will of man, but by the will of God. So people may say you were an accident. Your parents may say we never planned you. But God says, I planned you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God says, I knew you. You had to be born. You had to be alive in 2021. You had to go into 2022 with great destiny in Jesus' Name. Therefore discover who He is and discover who you are and rise above your peers and become the man that Jesus said you can be or the woman. When people saw Jacob, a deceiver, which he was, God put His mark on him and God saw a prince with God because he doesn't see like we see. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't care how polished you are. He doesn't look at the tag of your, of your suit. He doesn't look at the brand of your car. He looks at the quality of your heart whether you have a heart that is in His hand. And when your heart belongs to Him, He's gonna take you places you never thought possible. Oh, you better believe what I'm saying to you. He's gonna do amazing things with your life when God gets a hold of you in Jesus. Now I'm always telling people, it's one thing to get a hold of God. It's another thing when God gets a hold of you because God will never let you go. I said, He'll never let you go. That's why when you go partying, <laughs> You're not happy. Because <laughs> that's not who you are. And that's not who we created you to be. He created you different. He created you in the image of His Son. And here He comes to Simon and He says, I'm going to tell you who you are, Simon. Everybody says, a read, somebody that changes his mind quickly. And there are people like that. I mean, today it's this, tomorrow it's that. Identity crises, plural. And he says, no, you're going to be a rock. You're going to be a sure thing. You're going to be dependable. 
No matter how messed up you were yesterday, even if you were the woman at the well of Samaria who had five husbands, the one you're living with now is not your husband. He says, no, you'll be new. You'll be different. I'll remove your shame. I will heal your pain. I will set you on a path of life and I will give you happiness. But you have to allow me to become the Lord and the Saviour of your life. Who am I? Remember, that's where the question starts. Who do people say I am? You are Christ. And Jesus said, now I can tell you who you are. You're not going to find yourself outside of Him. You're not going to find yourself in your, among your friends, believe it or not. The very people that you think are your best besties, your friends today, to 10 years from now may not even feature in your life. Sorry. That's why we don't lose ourselves for people in this world. We don't bow to peer pressure to fit in. To people who are fickle in any case, today you in, tomorrow you out. When you don't play according to their game, when you don't gossip the way they gossip, when you don't dress the way they dress, or maybe God blesses you and you're going a notch higher than them, suddenly they don't like you so much. Now your house is a little bit bigger. So they begin to say, who do you think you are? No, not who do I think I am. Who do you think I am? You're not defined by people. Because your best friends have an opinion. And it's not always for your best interest. Sorry. You better realize that until you don't truly discover Jesus Christ, there's not a lot of people that will still be around 30, 40, 50 years from now. Because people will try to get you to the place where they are. Peter was always different. Peter refused to stay in the boat. Peter wasn't perfect, but Peter was used by God. I mean, think about this Peter. He had an anger problem after walking with Jesus three and a half years. Jesus never disarmed him, okay? So it's okay to have a gun and that's all I'm gonna say, Advocate Dan, okay? For self-protection, that's it. Not saying anything more. Get in trouble again because I promote violence. Oh, touch my family and I will bless you. God bless you, Simon. See you in heaven. I mean, yeah, Peter, he's been walking with Jesus for three and a half years. Think about this. And they come to arrest Jesus. Peter takes out his sword. And what does he do? He doesn't aim at the ear. He wants to chop the man's head in half. And he misses, chops his ear off. And Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh. We didn't come to destroy people. He picks up the ear, sticks it back. I always wonder if maybe he stuck the ear the other way around. Just... I mean, if I was Jesus, I would do that, right? Just as a sense of humor, teach you a lesson. Just stick it the other way around. <laughs> Jesus had a pride problem. Oh, not Jesus, Peter. Everybody's going to betray you, Jesus. I won't. I'll be there to the end of time. You can count on me. Really? Jesus knew. He said, before this night is over, you will deny me three times. Peter said, not me. 
But at least Peter never became a dead duck. Peter always had something. Peter always wanted to do something. And that's my message to young people. Why would you just want to sit? Why will you want to live without a dream, without a vision? Why will you want to live without a spark that I want to do something with my life? I want to be a difference maker. I want to go places. No matter how many times you are knocked down, that you are going to get up again in the Name of Jesus and you're going to give it another go. Can I have an amen? For some young person, come on. I mean, some young people are so old, they belong in a retirement village. You need to be full of energy, full of zest, full of zeal, full of life, full of fire. When we praise God on a Sunday night, this roof should be shaking because of your zeal and your energy. Can I have a young person tonight? Give the Lord a radical praise and act your age. Come on. I mean, I go to conferences and then the youth pastors all stand like this. And I'm thinking, my word, get a life. Huh? <laughs> so when God looks at you, He doesn't see us the way people see us. That's a good thing. When God looks at us, He has to look at us through the redemptive work of Christ. People don't. God does. People's opinion matter nothing. His opinion is everything. Because even if the whole world turns against you and if God stands with you, you're going to come out the winner on the other side in Jesus' Name. Because one believer in God are the majority. You don't need a committee. You don't need everybody else on your side. If God is on your side, every enemy, every plan of the enemy will come to naught in the Name of Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? So He sees us for who we are. He never looks at the outward appearance. He's not impressed at the size of your bicep. He's unimpressed at your ego. We're not talking about having a good self-esteem or let's talk about Godfidence self-esteem rooted in your Christ identity, not a narcissistic syndrome where you so love yourself and you are so infatuated with your own opinion that the Word of God doesn't have the final say in your life. Enough people like that on planet Earth. So He sees us who He created us to be. He sees us who He called us to be. Now listen. That's why no academic system can evaluate you. No university can evaluate you. You can learn, you can study, but you can never discover your self-worth in a classroom, through a principal, through a lecturer. You are way above that. You are way beyond that. You are created by God Himself fearfully and wonderfully. And I'll tell you, the world cannot analyze and discover your genius. There's no person created on this earth that is not a genius because God is a genius and you were created in the image of God. The only thing is you have to come in contact with your Creator and then come in contact with yourself so that you can be 
that person that God called you to be. An original, not a copy. I tell young pastors all the time, and it's okay that some of them preach a little bit like me because we have DNA like my son is a little bit like me, etc. But I always tell them, be yourself, man. There's not two of me needed. My sermon title is not going to do it for you. Even if you call your conference our conference, your conference will never be our conference because this is our conference. Dream Week is our conference. Young Lions is our conference. So you can steal our name, but you can't steal what God gave us. Are you listening to me? So you be you. You be you. You discover yourself by discovering who Jesus Christ is. He sees you free. Because it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. He says, you righteous. He became sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He sees you recreated. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. If any man be in Christ, perfect. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Simon is gone. The man in the flesh was buried with baptism. You are a new person risen in Christ, a new creature recreated in Christ with new potential, ability, liberty, identity, vitality, equality. You are not an inferior species of human being, whether you are black, whether you are white, whether you educated, uneducated, you hail from God. You have the seed of greatness on the inside of you and you are destined for great things. Unstoppable. Shout Amen, young person in Jesus' Name. So God doesn't focus on your flaws and your failures. Otherwise, Peter would have got nowhere. He sees you through the cross. Hebrews 10, 14. For by one offering, He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Somebody say, say perfect. <laughs> you know, if it sounds too good to be true, you're hearing the gospel because gospel means good news and good news makes you feel good. We're so used to condemnation that when we hear the gospel, we struggle. We're so used to down talk. We're so used to sermons that tells us we need to gain acceptance and we have to work for perfection and nothing is further from the truth. Jesus paid the price for you. I say Jesus paid the price for you. Colossians 2 verse 10 says you are complete. Yes, you are. With all your so-called hang-ups, you are complete. Stop hiding behind. I am not like this because of that and because of what she said and what he did and me, 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 me. No. Pull back your shoulders. Lift your head. Straighten your gait. Believe what God says. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a child of God. I'm royalty, not Queen Elizabeth. I'm royalty. I'm a king's kid. Oh, come on in Jesus' Name. I'm heaven bound. I have great destiny in Jesus' Name. Bible says, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, 
many are made righteous. So when God sees you, He doesn't see a dead, lame donkey. He sees a racehorse chomping at the bit. I mean, some donkeys do better than some Christians. I saw a donkey the other day attack a massive giraffe and he bit him, bit him, bit him, bit him, bit him. I saw a donkey fight a lion. That's not even a racehorse, a stallion. And sometimes we just sit and roll over and just choose to be victims. Why? There's not a person in this place that haven't been through some issues. It's not a person in this place that can decide I've had it. But He never gave up. He went to the cross for you and me. He paid the price. He went all the way so that you and I can walk in His grace and you and I could experience His grace working in us, perfecting us, making us His workmanship in this world making us the Peters of our generation. People that are sure, solid, immovable, unshakable. That young man that used to be the drunkard, the, the life of the party, suddenly a sure thing, strong, integrity, righteous, different. Because he discovered his maker. Many of you have forgotten what Jesus did for you. Many of you have gone back to being Simon, like Simon did in the Bible. But God says no more. You are not Simon, you are Peter. I've laid my hand upon you. I bought you with a price. So the Bible says in Christ you've been made alive, Ephesians 2 verse 1 who were dead in trespasses and sins. So while Peter had an unregenerated spirit, God comes to him and God talks to his future. Listen, you always talk to your future. You don't talk about your past. You always talk to your children's future. I'm shocked sometimes by the things people say to their children while they're little toddlers, etc. My children know I don't tolerate and neither do they. If a child is naughty, you don't call him your clean terrorist or his uh, terrible twos and all those kind of things. No, blissful twos, blessed twos, busy twos. We speak life. Life. Because your words bring out the destiny in somebody else. God knows it. God speaks to your destiny. God speaks to your heart. He speaks to your future. That's why we don't say what the, what, what, what the media says. We don't prophesy doom and gloom. One of the gifts we receive when we receive the Holy Ghost is the gift to do what? Prophecy. What is prophecy? Prophecy is not what people have in churches today. Fortune telling. Come here, my brother, let me tell you and I give you a word. That's fortune telling. That's not prophecy. Prophecy is speaking the Word of God over your future. It's the, under the unction of the Holy Ghost. That's prophecy. You may all prophesy. Prophecy is a gift. Prophecy is declaring the future under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Not saying what is, because if you always say what is, you will have what is. You have to say what 
God says. You have to say what God sees about you. You have to call yourself what God calls you. I mean, from that day on, everybody called Simon Peter. God changed Abram's name to Abraham, father of many nations. God called him what God called him to be. Changed Sarah's name, Sarai, to Sarah, mother of nations. Changed Jacob's name, deceiver, to Israel, prince with God. You will not be a deceiver for the rest of your life because there's something better in you. You are a prince, not a deceiver. You're a success, not a failure. You're a rock, not a reed. Listen to me tonight in the name of Jesus. You are not defined by your past. Don't live up to what people say about you. Live up to what God says about you. Make up your mind tonight to be who Jesus says you are. Begin to speak to yourself and say, I am accepted. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am justified. I am a royal priesthood. I hail from God. I have the seed of greatness on the inside of me. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in the Name of Jesus. I am going over and not under. Hallelujah. Come on church in Jesus' Name. The Bible says He made you alive while you were dead. So to make you alive means He gives you new ability, liberty, identity, vitality, energy, and equality. So nobody is superior to you. One great lesson my mother taught me since the day I was born, no one is better than you. Oh, she never told me you're better than anybody else, but she said, nobody is better than you. I said, I believe you, Mama. Whether you're a president, I honour you, but you're not better. Because you're dust, I'm dust. Billionaire dust, but still dust. Presidential dust, still dust. Pope dust, still dust. Let's leave it there. Doesn't mean we're dishonourable. It means you're not intimidated when you go for the job interview. You're not arrogant. But you don't walk in there like, oh, I'm so afraid that I walk in and I lose myself and you become like a little sheep. You're not a sheep. Yes, you are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> you should. You should walk in there and possess the job, man. Possess it. And if you don't get it, you don't walk out there and say, oh, I feel terrible. I'm not good enough. Where's that nonsense come from? It means God, God's, God's got something better for you. When you don't get the job, you don't walk in there and say, oh, nobody wants to employ me. No, it means there's a better job for you. God's going to give you a promotion. You get retrenched. You don't be, are defined. You're not defined by your retrenchment. You just believe God's got a better job for you. Come on, God's got another position for you. Your destiny waiting to happen. Come on, young person, in Jesus' name. You're not accepted at university. Then go study something else for a year until you get accepted in university. But you don't give up on yourself. You don't give up on your destiny because a delay does not imply a denial. You keep on 
in what God says you are. If God called you to be a doctor, then a doctor you will be because God anointed you to be a doctor and no political system can disqualify you from being a doctor because you are white. You just go study something else until you get allowance and then you become the best doctor for the rest of your life in Jesus' Name. Can I say or have an amen from somebody here tonight? You're not gonna be defined by policies. Your destiny is not shaped by the government. God meant you to be a farmer, you'll have a piece of land. Amen. If it's meant for you. So he says, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. Not alive outside of Christ. Not alive apart from Jesus. Not a breakthrough without Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen. Not becoming Peter and cutting Jesus out of the equation. First you discover Jesus, Saul, then you can be Paul. But you don't become Paul without Jesus Christ. Not a little bit of Jesus. Discovering Jesus Christ. Who Jesus is. The greatest question any human being has to answer. Every human being born on this earth has to answer who Jesus is. Everyone. And if you don't answer while you're alive, one day when you get to heaven, you will have to answer. And then every knee will bow and every tongue will confess of things in heaven, things on the earth, things under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So whether you discover Him now or whether you discover Him in the life you're after, you will see Jesus Christ and you will see the life that He planned you to live. So He made your life together with Christ. Christian, Christ-like, destiny, Christ, life. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. We're not gonna become the people God called us to be by being religious, by doing a little bit of online church. We have to be full on. And yes, Peter, listen, 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 listen. You can't do this journey half-hearted. It's not gonna work. That's why people go up and down, then they blame God. No. Well, I tried this Jesus thing. Exactly. My Peter walks with Jesus and he's still not 100% okay. But Jesus never gave up on him. He prayed for him. He says, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. When you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Simon, you're going to be shaken, but it's okay. I've prayed for you. Hebrews 7.25, he ever lives to make intercession for us. He's praying for you. He's not going to give up on you. He's not going to write you off. He's not going to cancel you. He believes in you. He believes that one day you're going to answer the call and one day you're going to rise up. He's never, ever, 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 ever going to stop praying for you and believing in you. When are you going to believe in yourself? When are you going to believe 
what God says about you and rise above the mediocrity that you are surrounded by and by the opinions of people that you are surrounded by. To be that individual that God called you to be. Easy to conform. But the Bible says we are not called to conform. We are called to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. How does that happen? When we discover what God says about us. When we actually find out that the mistakes of 20 years ago, it's not who we are. I deal with so many people and they, they deal with guilt of things that happened 20 years ago, even before they were saved. They still carry that burden of guilt. Why? There remains no more sacrifice. The price has been paid. The blood has been shed for every one of your sins in the Name of Jesus Christ. Let it go and receive the freedom that God gave you. Even if you went through an abortion. I know it's tragic, but you can't rehearse that and live with the burden of that abortion for the rest of your life. You have to let it go. Receive God's forgiveness. Live a life of dignity again and a life of Christ esteem or self esteem and receive the new life that Jesus came to give you. He came to make you alive. Came to make you a brand new person. And I'll say it again, you're not the person you used to be. Maybe you're not exactly what you want to be, but thank God you're not what you used to be. Come on, we are all a work in progress. I said we are all a work in progress. Hallelujah. Living dependent upon the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if God doesn't give up on on us, why should we give up on one another? And when people give up on you, put distance between you and those people very, very quickly. Amen. I mean, some people, when they look at you, you have to duck because of the beam that comes out of their eyes. Beamers. <laughs> God bless the beamers. <laughs> Self-righteous. Pious. Beamers. He says, even, I'll be finished now. I see, bless all the short window. This COVID has taken, next year is going to be different. We're not doing this short nonsense. Okay. So he says, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You deserve it, earn it, work for it. And raised us up. Raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places. That's places of victory in Christ Jesus. So you talk to people, they say, well, under the circumstances. I say, what are you doing under the circumstances? You seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and dominion. We're not under COVID. Come on, we are seated above. We are not under the economy. We are seated above. We are not trying to get the victory. We have the victory. We are seated in a place of victory. We are seated in heavenly places. Amen. I mean, a great pastor had this thing on his, on his desk that said, always look down. And uh, a young person walked in and said, Pastor, why is this on your desk? Always look down. 
said, well, it depends where you are seated. Amen. Always look down. Look down at your circumstances. Look down at rejection. You're in a place of victory. You're not trying to get victory. The reason you're trying to get victory is because you don't understand what the Bible says, what Jesus did. So you're trying to fight for victory. No, you don't fight for victory. You fight from a place of victory. You're not fighting for acceptance. You have been accepted. You have been qualified. Are you listening to me tonight? Huh? So, so it's, 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 it's like young people. I know it's a difficult time that young people go through teenagers, etc. They just want to be noticed. Hey, you've been noticed. 2,000 years ago. Okay, 2,020 years ago. 2,018 years ago. However long it was. And if it's not 2,000 years ago, okay, 2,020 years ago, okay. He. And when you discover Him, only then will you come to rest. And you will know what nobody else knows. What people will be trying to figure out for the rest of your life which you don't even have to answer. Because once you know whose you are and you know who you are, the opinions of people matter this much. It matters not. Because you understand. You know. And once you know, the rest will be history. But if you're still like Peter or Simon, you're still tossed to and fro, then you're on fire for God, then you're not on fire for God. Then, then, then you know, then you're this, then you're that. You're not going to go anywhere. And the only person who can establish you, beautiful young people, I'm sure you all, I'll pray for your bladders. So, once you discover Him, you discover yourself. They go together. You're not going to discover yourself through your culture, through your, your, your upbringing, through your tradition, through your ancestors. And by the way, I also have ancestors. So don't tell me I say ancestors are devils. You're a liar. Never said that in my life. I said we don't worship ancestors. It's not a scripture in the Bible that says you can worship an ancestor. It's not in the Bible. Okay, whatever, whatever. Do, it, do, do, the, do your Christianity your way. Let's see where it gets you. But there's no Jesus plus. There's Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life. The only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Come on, give Him a praise. Give Him the loudest praise of the night tonight. Come on, young person. He chose you. He called you. He appointed you. He anointed you. You're His people. Take your seat. And on television tonight, I want to tell you that God loves you. He paid the ultimate price for you. He shed His blood for you. He knew you were going to be alive. He knew you were going to watch this program. 
whether you're sitting in Pakistan, in Russia, wherever you are tonight, Jesus loves you. I mean, people try to discover life in many different places, relationships, religion, drugs, fame, riches, so many things that people try to find significance in. You'll never find it in any of those things. Not in your friends cheering you on and making you feel good. Because tomorrow those friends are gone and one day you will be alone. The Bible says it's appointed for men once to die and then the judgment. The Bible says we will all stand before Jesus one day. And we don't have to stand before Him as our judge. We can stand before Him as our Saviour. Tonight you can accept Him. You can receive Him right there in front of your television. You can allow Jesus Christ to come into your life tonight. You can come back like Simon did and you can follow Jesus again. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes right there. Forget your friends. Forget those who are wanting to watch cricket, people shouting, drinking outside. No, you have your moment with God and you say this. Put your hand on your heart there. Say it. Say, Jesus, tonight I give myself back to You. I accept You as my Lord and Saviour. Thank You for loving me. Thank You for dying for me. I want to follow You and I want to be that person that You called me to be in my generation. In Jesus' Name. I surrender all to You. Amen. Amen. I know You mean that. I know that God loves You. There's an address on your television screen. Write us. We'll send you a Bible. Go to one of our churches. We have churches all over South Africa. Go to our website. We love you. Big love to all of you. God bless you. Come and give them a big hand clap in Jesus' Name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on CRC, visit www.crc.org.za.